how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and storm will have vision. At times I'm on the H the Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 357. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good today. We're going to play some Who'd You Rather. We're gonna, I've prepared some basketball Who'd You Rathers for Dwayne. Dwayne, I assume, has, has uh, prepared some football ones, although I don't know. Maybe he went somewhere else. Uh, but before yeah. we get too far into that, how you doing, buddy? We're all good, baby. I'm, I'm doing good. We're, I'm ready. I'm so wound up. I've had two cups of coffee. Yeah, you get you some. Get you some coffee. You know what's funny? I've said this to you before. Um, I went from a guy who used to make fun of coffee people to a guy who now drinks oat milk in yeah. his freshly ground, in my coffee grind coffee. <laughs> coffee grind yeah. Coffee. You, you, well, you, you, you grind yeah. your rose and then you French press it. And then you add yes. milk, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yes. it's impressive, man. I'm, I love it. That's who I am now. I've, compl I've, I've embraced it. That's just who I am. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know when it happened. <laughs> but I'm doing good, man. Um, it's a brisk 60 degrees in Nashville. The sun's out. The snow's gone. MLS season around the corner. Are you ready for some MLS talk? So, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What happened? But, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I, um I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm excited that we're we're already kind of coming up on the NBA trade deadline. I'm excited that NFL yeah. free agency is right around the corner. Like, it's it's. I, I love sports. Yeah. It's just always. Sportsing. I wanted to ask. We're you, always sportsing. I want. <laughs> I wanted to ask you that question. Um. So when is the NFL free agency? When does that start? So I think it starts the seventeenth. Don't don't. I might be. I might have this wrong. But I think it starts the seventeenth, and then like you can start negotiating like the fourteenth or fifteenth or something. So okay. So how has JJ uh, Watt signed with the Cardinals? Because he was cut. So his contract is. So the league year starts and everybody's contracts end, and so they become free agents, right? But if you're cut, then you're 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 not under contract, right? So all those free agents, their contracts didn't end. After the Super Bowl, their contracts end when the new year begins. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So he's so he his contract is still valid. He just doesn't have it on a team. No, or, no. So like, JJ, does, so JJ Watt was, was cut. He didn't become a free agent. He was cut. Yeah. Okay. So he just doesn't sense? have a contract. So he just yeah. doesn't have a contract right now. Yeah. So like Dak Prescott's a free agent, right? But if oh, if I Dallas, get what you say. I, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get. It, I get it. I get yeah. It. Yeah, Dallas could like, cut him now, and then he could yeah, sign with somebody like, else, right? But there's no benefit for Dallas to do that. They have to pay him the money anyway, so there's no saving money like Dak, by cutting him three weeks early, right? <laughs> so, like, Dak Prescott is technically under contract. He won't be not under contract until March 17th or whatever Co it is. Correct, till the new year, league okay, year begins. I get it. Yep. All right, I get All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep, that's how that works. Um, okay. But it's... Uh, yeah, J.J. Watt. We, we should probably mention J.J. Watt, right? <laughs> yeah, he signed with the Cardinals. I, I've gone back and forth where I'm like, I think that's a big deal. And then I'm like, uh, does he play 10 games? 
<laughs> you know, he, he quietly has been pretty good and pretty healthy for two of the last three years. Two years ago, okay. he was hurt. Um, so yeah. I, I think he's good. The, the cool thing about putting him in Arizona is Arizona isn't asking him to be their pass rushing savior, right? They've got they've got Chandler Jones. If they bring back Hassan yeah. Reddick, then they've got Hassan Reddick. They got Jordan Phillips is really good on the inside and can play that five technique that JJ Watt does too. So what they could do is they can have JJ Watt come in and play 15 snaps a game, try to preserve him a little bit and still probably get six sacks from him on the season and still probably get double teams, which will free everyone else up. So it's a nice situation for him to go into the weather's everybody's like, why didn't he go to Buffalo? And I'm like, Arizona's really nice in the winter. <laughs> like he's been playing in yeah. Houston. His yeah. joints are probably getting sore. Like I don't blame yeah. him wanting to go and play opposite Chandler Jones and Jordan Phillips. Like that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Buffalo in January? I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go to Buffalo in January. No offense to Buffalo lights. Buffalites? Yeah. Is it Buffalites? It's <laughs> Buffaloites? Buffaloians, maybe? Yeah, Buff- no I was going to say buff- Buffaloians? Yeah. Buffaloans? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no offense to Buffaloianites, but uh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, no offense to our friend Kristen, by the way. Uh, huge Bills fan. she's losing her mind right now she's over there going come on man we're just new yorkers come on um but it's it's buffalo it's buffalo buffalonian i like buffalonian i like that buffalonians buffalonian sounds like like it's something in like greece or something like that like ancient greece like the spartans (laughs) attacked the buffalonians the buffalonians thus took their arrows of josh allen and defeated the spartans or something like that the Um, (laughs) <laughs> Buffalonians, they jump through tables. That's what they jump do. Jump through them. Jump through them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's a really good fit. No no offense to those in Buffalo or anything like that. But like honestly, uh, two competitive teams. I know Buffalo got a lot closer than Arizona did last year, but Arizona doesn't have a lot of holes on that roster. Like you know, yeah, I, it, listen, it, it makes sense. Oh, I might be really, I might be too high on Arizona going into the next season. Because you look at the NFC, the NFC West. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this right now. Yeah. But you look, you look at you look at the NFC West. Like, I think the door is kind of open for someone to bust through it. I still think Seattle and the Rams are there, but and, but San Francisco, depending on what happens at quarterback for them, I could see them not taking the step all the way back. I could also see all four of those teams being playoff teams. Yeah. So you know what yeah. I mean. So it's like, <laughs> it's just maybe. I think there's a door that that's a, quite, a job for them. If him, if he wants to stay in a warm weather and compete, and you know, worse places to do it than than the Arizona. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I that team. You're right. I'm going to be too high on that team too. We'll see what they do in the offseason. They've got some uh, a few key free agents, but really they they need to address the cornerback position and. Uh, figure out if Chase Edmonds is their running back or if they're going to add something there. But I mean that that team. It looks ready to take a step. It took a bit of a step this year, and uh, Kyler Murray's still growing. It's I that, that team is definitely on the way up. I'd be excited if I was a Cardinals fan. What pick do they have? Oh, they got to be in the teens somewhere, I would think. Right? They're like, like they were they were good but not great last year, right? Weren't they third in the division? Could they be? Could they be one of these running backs that's gonna go mid late first round? One of those guys? Maybe. I I don't know if Najee Harris will be there. Um, and then I, it may be somebody like Travis Etienne who would fit really well they with Chase 16th. Edmonds. Um, 
you know, I, I, I'd be curious to see if they decide to go with uh, a, a tight end. Like, there's three really good tight ends in this draft, and I wonder if they go that yeah, route. That's probably that's probably smart. Also, there's a ton of wide receivers. Ton of wide receivers, and they could use another receiver. Like Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. I I gotta think he retires, or or even if he comes back, he's not. He really looked like a shell of himself last year, which is is not nothing yeah. against him. I mean, amazing career. Uh, Christian Kirk looks like maybe he's best suited as a wide receiver three. So having somebody opposite DeAndre Hopkins and putting Kirk in the slot would make the most sense to me. But this is a, this is a thick, thick wide receiver draft. So it, it would make sense to do that. Or, you know, they really need a corner. Corner would make a ton of sense. There's some corners that should be yeah. available in that spot. Um, after Sertain is gone. I imagine Sertain will go top 10. Definitely won't make it past San Francisco at 12. Um, so yeah, Sertain, I'd be shocked if he makes it. If he makes it to 16, they got to take it. But I don't think he falls that far. I feel like if yeah. he makes it past 10, like every team after 10 has to take Sertain, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Sertain is somewhere between 6 and 12. That's what I think. I think Sertain goes somewhere between 6 and 12. 6 at Philly make, it makes some logical sense. And 12 at San Francisco is like, he's not getting past that. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, welcome to the uh, the the who'd yeah. you rather thing where we talk all Cardinals and draft. That's <laughs> the, it's our listen. It's that time of year. It's our obligatory fifteen minutes on the draft. We do it every yeah. episode. We could be talking NBA and we still do a good ten minutes on the NFL draft. I can't, I can't help myself. I just can't help myself. So. Um, I, I did want to bring up something real quick. So the Washington football team, which is just changing all kinds of things right now, and which is uh, probably good. They probably need it. Uh, they're yeah, replacing their cheer, they're replacing cheerleaders with a co-ed dance squad. Um, okay. Your thoughts? Right. Your thoughts on this? I'm good with it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Sure. How about this? How about get rid of cheerleaders? Right, I I feel like I feel like that's the logical thing that's just staring you in the face. You know what I mean? No offense I'm to cheerleaders. I I I I don't have anything against. They work hard, right? I yeah. I think they're they're wildly underpaid, right? But yeah, I, you know, I feel like that has that has they're still underpaid, but I feel like that's gotten better in the last decade since it's become more of a focus. They're oh, okay. doing better. They're doing better by them. They're still not okay, paying them good. enough, but at one, it, there was one point where they just weren't paid at all, and they had to pay for their own uniforms. Yeah, which is wild. They had to play for their own outfits, but I, they've gotten, they've gotten, teams have gotten better at that. But yeah, I just, I, I don't particularly care one way or the other, but I just don't think they serve a purpose. Oh, I remember it doesn't really you, matter to me, but I, I yeah. don't see a point, <laughs> in, especially we, in football. Um, we, um, I remember you and I went to a Panthers game. You remember this? And it was so butt cold that day. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the, the cheerleaders were on the field, and they were in, like, the little skimpy tights or whatever. And you and I were both, we weren't ogling at the cheerleaders. We were like, they look really cold. That's what yeah. we were just saying. <laughs> was like, they we look really, so really cold. I love, I love, I gotta say, like, like I, the, the pre-Cam Newton era, like, when, when the Panthers were really struggling, like, it was sad to watch them struggle, but it was fun being able to get lower level tickets last minute, late in the yeah. season, because everybody stopped attending the games, so, yeah, that, that was one game, of those if situations. I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, that was, we played the Seahawks that game. Cardinals, they absolutely Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. You're correct. Yeah. It was the Cardinals, and yeah. they destroyed us. And you and we were just excited to be there. We were like, yeah. just, "How often are you gonna get to see the Cardinals?" 
We, we were so cold, though. I remember we were so it was cold. Really like, cold. I, I got home and was still cold. It's a two-hour drive. I got home and I was still cold. <laughs> it was really cold. It was really, really cold. I remember I was living in Philly, and the Eagles played the Panthers on a Monday night football game. And it was like in like in November and it was so cold. It was like 10 degrees. And so I went and I went and got like long johns and like, like glove warmers and everything and bundled up and went to that game. And I was colder at the Panthers game than I was at that game. Yeah. I don't know what it was about that day, but geez, I know we weren't dressed for it. Like we wore like hoodies. Yeah. I might've been more prepared. I I was more prepared for the Eagles game. Yeah, I think we just I think we wore like hoodies and that was it. It was like it was like 40 degrees or something or 35 degrees or something. It, it was, was like in the 30s. It was, it was it was legit. It was legit cold, but it wasn't okay. like Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like teens or anything like that. Right. It was cold, but it wasn't like super stupid cold. Oh, then we got sandwiches afterwards. So I had I had oral surgery uh beginning of January if if um you know, I'm sure the listeners riveted riveted by my oral surgery yes. talk over the past 8 weeks. Yes. Uh, so so yesterday, um, I got the dentist told me I'm all healed up and I can resume normal eating, which means I can eat sandwiches. And yeah, there it's, you go. It's the it's the only thing I've been thinking about for eight weeks is eating sandwiches. And, um, <laughs> enough to where like I'm on Instagram and I'm like I'll, I'll be looking at my phone on Instagram and and my wife is looking at me and I'm like and I'm like ooh ooh that looks good and Heather's like. Heather's like, what are you looking at? And, I, and I'll point and I'll show her. And it's, it's a sandwich. It's always a sandwich. It's, like it's always local, a sandwich. I, I follow all the local sandwich places. <laughs> follow the local sandwich places in Portland. That's I'm like, ooh, incredible. The, ooh, ooh, they got a club like, today oh. for their special. Ooh, give me that sandwich. Brandon, Brandon's over there <laughs> looking at some Instagram model. Like, no, he's just looking at sandwiches. Yeah, that's it. Just a sandwich. I'm like, ooh, ooh, DC Veg has a, has a, has a, has a Cuban. That, that they got out there. Boy, that looks good. It's a, oh, my God, that's, the Reuben. Look at that Reuben. <laughs> that's getting me going. Woo. Woo, I'm sorry. I got all hot and bothered now. So, <laughs> But no, no, no. I, 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 said, I said that because I remembered we had really good sandwiches on the way home from that game. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, we stopped and got sandwiches. We yeah, did. at ZZ's, which I miss. ZZ's is awesome. but <laughs> That place was awesome in Charlotte. <laughs> Okay, All right. so allegedly we're a sports podcast, and we're going to talk about more than sandwiches today. Um, although I don't, yeah. do we need to? Do we need to talk Some about? Sandwiches. I mean, sandwiches are enough. Do I? Do I have? Who do I have on my list? Is there a, a, a Chiefs team? We could talk about Andy Reid and his sandwiches. Oh, he went from Andy Reid went from Philly to Kansas City. Two good sandwich cities. Two good sandwiches. You know what I want? I want an Andy Reid podcast about sandwiches. That's I what feel I want. like. You know what I feel like that pod? I feel like that podcast would be fun for like ten minutes, and then you'd be like, "Okay, Andy, listen, we yeah, need to yeah. have a talk." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Andy, I, I get it, I get it. Pile it on. We've got to. Yeah. You've got to lay off the pastrami, man. You, you have to. You have. He's to. like, no, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. If you slice it thin, <laughs> it's healthier. You like you like no Andy I, Andy but you're piling we, it high it's the same amount yeah you know it's <laughs> right like we we love you Andy we care about you we want you around yeah. like we, you you got just can you just no horseradish just leave the horseradish off yeah and Andy I'm gonna be honest with you that mu- that mustard you buy that artisan mustard it's half mayo man it's half mayonnaise. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Half mayonnaise. They just sprinkle some mustard seed in there, give it a little tang. That's it. It's it's half mayonnaise, man. It's it's uh, cholesterol, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, 
we joke. We love Andy Reid. We love Andy Reid. We have some, I would love, I'm going to send Andy Reid a fan email and ask him to come on our podcast and talk about sandwiches. That's what I'm going to do. We'll see what happens. I we'll, okay, good luck. He was like, if you send him a sandwich, maybe. He, yeah, uh, that, that's what I'll say. I'll, I'll say, look, look. I don't sandwiches know if the sandwich shops in Kansas City. Gift certificate, $12 at any sandwich <laughs> shop in Kansas City. All right? He's like, think, he's like, think, ooh, I don't like twelve bucks. That'll get me a foot long. I got it. I don't think, I don't think Andy pays for sandwiches in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. He probably gets free sandwiches everywhere he goes. He walks in. They're like, Andy Reid is here. Cold blue. Cold, oh, cold blue. blue. Cold blue. Andy's here. <laughs> hey, Andy, blue. your usual. He's like, yep, all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> oh. All right, All right, so who so who'd you rather? <laughs> Let's do it. I, I'm gonna start you off. I've got some interesting ones here. So I so I remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking NFL and I had a bunch of questions and I had a bunch of players I wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about because we ended up talking about all types of other stuff. So I <laughs> incorporated some of those, a lot of those players into this who'd you rather because there's some players I want to talk about. Nice, nice. Um, I, I want to start with two players who I know you love. And, yeah. um, and, and, and see if I can make this difficult for you. Um, okay. Who'd you rather, Dwayne? The 22-year-old Trey Young? Mm. Or the shockingly 25-year-old, well, 26-year-old Zach Levine? He'll be 26 next week. Yeah, I love both of these players. <laughs> um, I feel both like very gonna, similar, I, very similar players. Um... This is actually a tougher one than I thought it would might have been when you first said it because we're 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 gonna have to have I don't think it's time for it yet but we're gonna have to have a conversation about Trey Young uh-huh. and about can you build a championship team around a you know kind of undersized ball first ball dominant guard who doesn't play great defense. Like, can, can you really build a championship team around him? Um, it, it's kind of the same debate Charlotte had with Kimball Walker, honestly. Yeah, it it's really like, is. Like, like, can this be the focus of the offense to win a championship? And, I, I, you know, the answer, I think the answer is no, but it's kind of inconclusive. We don't know that yet, but no, I would say the it. answer is no. Um, Zach Levine, I think Zach Levine... Can he be the best player on a championship team? No. But I feel like he could be the second or third option on the championship team. He's played... I have to give... I, I have nothing snarky to say about Zach Levine. He's been legit good this year. I'm, this is, I'm, I'm not, not taking anything away from him. I've said a lot of bad things about Zach Levine. I've said that they sh- I've been cl- screaming they should trade him for like three years or two years. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, all his numbers are up. His his um he's averaging more rebounds than he ever has, more assists than he ever has. He's been more efficient than he ever has, uh, and he's doing it on more usage, which is incredible. So, oh, I guess I guess his usage is a little bit down from last year, but e- equivalent to last year. And um, I. I I think Zach Levine, so he's not the passer Trey Young is. Trey Young's a wizard passing the ball, right? But outside of that, yep. like Zach Levine is a bigger, better Trey Young and is kind of who you hope Trey Young becomes <laughs> based on his trajectory. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I honestly think the answer is Zach Levine. I, but, that's, and, and that's where I'm at. <laughs> I think the answer is Zach Levine. But Trey Young's, how old is Trey Young? He's 23, you said? 
22. He's 22. So he's oh, okay. he's oh. he's four years younger um, or three and a half years younger. But that's not that significant. Like, I thought Zach Levine was definitely 29 and he's he'll be. And we're already he's already. That's crazy. He's that young. But this is already Trey Young's third season. Yeah, already. So, yeah, I don't know. I, the jury's still out on Trey Young. I, I think that it's uh, it's unfair to say team success is a mark of the player. Because it's so much more of it goes into it. And I actually Agreed. like Atlanta's team. I like their team. They've got a lot of young pieces that I like. I still don't understand why they took a Kong Wu, but okay. That's fine. But they st- yeah. I, I like a lot of their pieces. They're very likely going to lose John Collins, it seems. I mm-hmm. don't understand why they would match. Someone's going to offer him a max restricted free agent deal. I don't know why Atlanta would match that. When they've yeah. got Clint Capella and they just drafted a Kong Wu. I don't know why they would pay John Collins. Um, yeah, and it doesn't make sense to me. In ju- the Okongwu thing doesn't make sense to me because, like, unless you're gonna move Capella, because to me, Okongwu would replace Capella, not Collins. Like, but, I agree. But that's fine. I agree. I, I agree. But they, but they're not moving unless they move, uh, move Capella, which I don't think they are. They just traded for him last season. Yeah, I, I mean, they may have just been like, look, he's the best player left on our board. We're just gonna take him and worry about it later. Which I can't, I can't yeah. criticize that if that's fair. what they were doing. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I say I say uh, I say Zach Levine, but you know, jury's jury's still out on Trey Young. Yeah, because like the gut the gut reaction is Trey, right? But it but you think He's, about it for a little bit, and, and yeah, we'll give me a little Zach Levine. Yeah, I think I'll take Zach Levine, depending on what my <laughs> team looks like. But I would take Zach Levine. Nice, nice, so I've, nice. I've got I've got one for you, and we're going draft. We're okay. Already, we're already back. We're already back in the draft. Sorry, everyone. All right. All right. <laughs> you can have. Would you rather have the number one pick in this draft, which everyone, which unanimously seems like it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence, but it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be, but it is. Okay. It seems like it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence. Would you rather have the number one pick in the draft or Joe Burrow? Um. Again, you don't have to take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, okay. And it and it's solely because of the injury. If 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 Burrow didn't tear the crap out of his knee midseason, right? Then uh, then I'd say Burrow. But I have Lawrence higher than I had Burrow. I have him with a better grade than I had Burrow. Um, so I, I got to trust that evaluation, at least uh, at least when it comes to Lawrence. Like, Burrow, I wasn't low on Burrow. So, like, Burrow, I was, I was fine on Burrow. So, uh, Burrow definitely showed that he, he looks like he's legit. He looks like he's the real deal to me. So, I, I, uh-huh. if he hadn't gotten hurt, I'd be saying Burrow. Like, that's because I'd be like, I know what he can do at the NFL level. He's already shown it. Sure, he may regress or there may be issues, but there's less question marks with somebody who's had any success at the NFL level compared to somebody who hasn't played there yet, right? Yeah. Um, but coming off the knee injury, you just, you always worry. Like, is it going to be the same? Is he going to be able to trust it? Is it going to look different? Is there going to be an issue? And usually it's not nowadays. Nowadays, the injuries, uh, the guys can come back usually. Uh, sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's not the same player that comes back. And Trevor Lawrence, uh, I, I don't think he's the best prospect at quarterback I've ever evaluated. Uh, I'm not in that camp, but I do think he's the best prospect I've I've looked at since Andrew Luck 
at the quarterback position. Mm. I, th- I think that he's as close to being a sure thing as you get as a quarterback prospect, right? And you, you think about those generational guys that you're all in on, and you know Peyton Manning was consensus. There was zero question. Peyton Manning was the guy. And probably the next one was luck. That's probably I, Stafford was clearly ahead of everyone else, but he wasn't viewed in the same way. Same with Bradford. They weren't viewed in the same way as as like Manning and Luck were. And I think Manning, Luck, Lawrence is is the way it goes as far as um, as far as like the the progression of of sure thing can't miss prospects at the quarterback position. Obviously, he could still bust. But I, I got to trust my eyes. I got to trust what I'm looking at. I got to trust that evaluation that his ceiling is high. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I feel like this is a bit of a change. I feel like you've been always been kind of hedging on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Di- didn't, didn't I say I haven't done my homework, though? I feel like I've always said I haven't done my homework. You did. You have. But yeah. it, it, so you've, it feels as though you've done your homework now. <laughs> yeah. Now I've now I've done my homework. Right? I said I, I so, said I I said I don't think I'm going to be as high on ev- on him as everyone else. I'm not for sure on him yet, but I haven't done my homework. That's what I said. Yeah. Do you so, um? So the the next part of my question was going to be, who would be your number one pick? So I think it's Tre- it's Trevor Lawrence, right? It, it's Trevor La- Lawrence. Yeah. If you don't need a quarterback, I'm okay with Penny Sewell, um, the tackle from Oregon. I think he's legit as well. Just the way he moves at his size, he has this huge combination of fluidity in his feet and strength. That it just it, it's it's almost a cheat code at the left tackle spot. He's long. He could get past rushers. I I think Penny Sewell is. Um, oh, I can't remember the last time I I, I like to tackle as much as I like him. Uh, maybe Joe Thomas. Maybe Jake Long. Those those might be the last times. Eric Fisher. I wasn't as high mm-hmm. on, although he's turned into a really good pro. But he looks like a can't miss left tackle prospect. Penny Sewell does. Um, and then I I still love Jamar Chase, uh, the receiver from LSU. I'm I'm. I'm trying to open my mind to poke holes in Jamar Chase's game because he did just really have one good year and then sat out last year. So there are things to be a little worried about, but it's really hard. It's hard when you watch that 2019 tape. It's hard to poke holes in Jamar Chase because he looked like the best receiver in last year's draft and last year's draft was silly. So, yeah. Um, so it's tough, but yeah, you know, Lawrence, I, I went into evaluating him looking to spot holes in his game. The buzz on him's just yeah. been so loud, so positive for like three years. I was like, it's gotta be overblown. Like I can't, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and you look at him, you know, his ball placement can improve. He doesn't always make the right decisions. Um, sometimes he'll sail it a little bit. Doesn't always throw to the right spot on deep routes. Um, I notice, like, um, you know, in college, you, you don't always see receivers adjusting to underthrown balls on deep routes because players are so much more open in the NFL. You're going to see that a little more, but that doesn't mean he can't make those throws. He just doesn't always make them right. Um, but overall the, the hype's legit. Like he's a pro caliber touch short intermediate routes, uh, which tells me that ball placement's probably going to improve. He runs through progressions at an advanced rate. He stays calm in big moments. Uh, the calm uh, kind of relaxed, confident leadership that he has in that pocket is palpable. I think you can see it. And I think the decision-making is going to progress as a result. Doesn't seem to buckle under pressure. That's my issue with Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields Mm. a lot, but like that pocket breaks down around him and he just, he just makes terrible decisions. (laughs) Um, That's a problem. That's, that's, that's a worry. Yeah. But Lawrence, but you know, prototype size, got a rocket for an arm, pinpoint crossing routes. I love (laughs) the crossing routes. Those with confidence. I just, 
it's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, if you're just watching the Ohio State and LSU tape, then yeah, you could be like, these are rough games. But even in those tough outings, the arm talent, the athleticism are on display. He kind of reminds me of all the things I liked about Justin Herbert last year, but without the things mm. I found concerning about him. And obviously, Herbert <laughs> has panned out so far, but um, yeah. but his game reminds me of Herbert very much. Um, just just uh, I, I think his arm talent is actually, as far as like accuracy and placement, is better than Herbert. Uh, was and that his poise is a little better than Herbert showed in college in college like like Herbert obviously looks great so far but yeah I Andrew Luck's definitely the last quarter I don't know if he's the best I, I don't know where I have Lawrence like all-time prospects but Luck is definitely the last quarterback I remember being this eye on well this is all very welcome because I've been on I've been aboard the Trevor Lawrence uh, bandwagon for about three years you have been. You have been. And, and, and I give you full credit for that. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, bad kid. Like, yeah, bad kid. That kid's going to be good. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get to Zach Wilson at some point, too. I'm surprisingly higher on Zach Wilson than I thought I'd be. I still think he's very oh, boom. I'm bust. ready for this. I'm ready for this. I'm yeah. ready. I, I still think he's I, I, very. I want you. I don't <laughs> want to dislike Zach Wilson. I want you to convince me why i should like zach wilson we're not gonna do this now we got a lot more to talk about but okay okay we're gonna have to talk about this at some point so no know that my zach wilson uh like though is very measured like i don't want you to expect anything yeah. really saucy from me right it's just i thought okay. walking into zach wilson i'm like i am going to think he is a clear bust and coming <laughs> out i was like okay i see it i'm like i see you zach wilson i see why people like you i get it i i i have uh, a first round grade on zach wilson i just don't have like a top 10 grade on zach wilson you know Ugh, jesus okay we'll do it okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i i've gone through quarterbacks and corners pretty heavily in the draft and so um so i have nice. I, I, th those are the opinions and i'm 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 looking hard at running backs right now that's kind of where i'm where I'm looking nice. at the moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that those that was yours for me. Um, so it's time for me to give you one of mine. Okay. So he, here's what I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna put a a caveat on this. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm I'm gonna say this is for this year, right? Or or one okay. full season. Now. Okay. Okay. W would you do James Harden? All right, Luka mm -hmm. Doncic. So obviously you would take Luka mm -hmm. long-term. You would say, I want yeah. Luka long-term, right? But yeah. these two players, both mercurial, both stat stuffers, uh, both struggling, struggle to win when they're the number one so far. Um, I just, just curious, if you, were, if you were like, this is my team this year and only this yeah. year, would you want Harden or, uh, or Doncic? Harden. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Harden's really good, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Harden, like, like, I, all, everything aside, like, Harden is, like, like, he's, like, playing himself into, like, M an MVP candidate. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 a legit can't argue he's he's just like, there's never been and 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 at least in the last 20 years even including like really good offensive players like kobe and tracy mcgrady and even lebron there's just not been a player like james harden 
it's just, his offense is 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 absurd. I'm also amazed by how he and Kyrie are gelling together on the court. I mean, yeah. I think he, that what you see, Kyrie, Kyrie has realized though that he's like, oh yeah, I can play off ball. Like I don't have to yeah. dribble the ball 25 times a possession. Like I can play off and let James do his thing and then just feed in behind what he does, and it's working. They haven't even had they they I think they won like eight in a row and they haven't even had Durant. Yeah, it's 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 the thing. Like, but we just we've never seen that from Kyrie before. I mean, obviously you see it a yeah. little bit with when the, in the LeBron era when LeBron would kind of be the de facto point. But yeah, and he I, but we, he hated that. Yeah, right. And so I I thought I thought Harden would play off ball solely to appease Kyrie, but it seems like this is this harmonious thing. Like they have just leaned into James Harden as a point guard on that team, and it's crazy, yeah. and it's working, and it works. <laughs> it works. Yeah. That team is going to be re- – it's really hard to see who beats them in seven games in the East. Yeah. Th- this, isn't, this isn't to say that they're going to walk through the East, but who? Who is – start? so if, if they're running their two-man game at the top, throw a pick in there now and then, guess who's standing in the corner when you rotate? <laughs> right. Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know you, you know and their ancillary pieces like they're not deep obviously but they have some ancillary pieces like yeah, Joe and guess, Harris yeah, can guess shoot. Who's you a, yeah, guess Joe who's Harris. on the guess who's on the other side Joe Harris yeah. who's like one of the best three point shooters in the league <laughs> yeah you can't just leave him you you need somebody on Joe Harris you need to double Harden you need to double Durant you need to double Kyrie so that did that's seven see, players did you, <laughs> yeah did you see on the TNT show last night it was Shaq. And they were talking, uh, Shaq and Ernie, obviously, and they were talking with Candace Parker and Dwayne Wade. And they were talking about uh, defense defending the pick and roll. And Shaq was, ta- was basically saying about, why don't these guys just play through the pick and roll? Like, why are they switching on every play? And Candace Parker were basically like, you can't switch. I mean, you can't play through picks because all five players on the court can shoot threes now. And Shaq was like, well... In our day, I just stayed back in the paint. It's like, well, it's not your day. It's like you can't, you can't just, you can't just hang back in the. If the big stays back in the paint, you know who you're leaving open. You're leaving open Kevin Durant. Yeah, right. Like you're leaving, it's like, <laughs> like that's who you're leaving. You're not leaving Karl Malone open. You're not leaving Charles Barkley open. You know what I mean? Like you're leaving Kevin Durant open now, or even yeah. some of these five. James Wiseman. You can't leave James Wiseman wide open. You know yeah, what I mean? Bigs it's can like, shoot it's like, now. Bigs can shoot. You bigs, can't just leave Bigs them. can shoot. In your day, they didn't shoot like that. Like that pick and roll that Carl Malone and uh, John Stockton used to run. Le- teams would destroy that pick and roll now. Like yeah. they would, they, like, like it would just absolutely, they'd pick it, he'd run to the basket, and guess who's biting down? It's James Harden now. So James yeah. Harden is just, he's just absolutely catching that pass and throwing it down the court to a wide open whoever, Joe Harris, whoever is wide open. Just the game has changed now. I said all that to say, I'm tired. They need to get Shaq off of that show. I'm tired of Shaq. I've had a, enough Shaq. I've, I've had enough Shaq. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> at le- uh, Charles is Charles is at least endearing. He's an old uncle who doesn't know anything, but he's at least kind of endearing. Shaq just seems kind of surly and old and mean, and I don't need to see Shaq anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I do you realize Shaq, do you realize Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Vucevic all shoot over two threes per game and yeah. make them at forty two percent almost. Yeah, they were talking <laughs> about they were t- I think they were specifically talking about Jokic. And they were like, Yeah, you can't leave Jokic. 
Like you, yeah. like you, you have to. Yeah, you, someone has to switch onto him. And the other part of that of a white team switch so much is because the athletes are just better now. Like you yep. can, like think about Boston. If you if you run in a pick with any of their wings, like they have two basically individual wings that you could swap back and forth. You could just switch all day between Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. It doesn't matter. Like there's like they're just they can switch onto the guard. They can switch onto the four. They can switch onto some fives. Like, why would you not utilize that? And now you're not leaving Kyrie open, Kyrie Irving open as you try to go under a pick. Like, you don't need to do that. Just switch. Yeah. I don't get why switch. that's hard for Shaq to understand. But <laughs> 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 I don't get why that's hard. But uh, anyway, what were we talking about? We were talking about, we were talking about Durant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow we got to Durant there. But yeah, it, I mean, yeah. The, 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 you're right. Seven games, like I... We're going to go into the playoffs. If, if, if the Nets are healthy going in, like, like it's going to be hard for me to pick anyone other than the Nets in the East. I don't know how you could. I, this isn't to say they're going to win, but I don't know how you would pick it. Maybe Philly, but. All right. So where do my, I want to go with you next? Yeah, my Let's problem with Philly. Yeah, my problem with Philly, oh. it just, they're so reliant on Embiid and Simmons. It just, yeah. and, and, you know, you can say the same thing about the Nets. I, I get it. But Embiid and Simmons both have like a, a much rougher injury history than those three. Yeah. And, <laughs> Which and, is and, weird to say Durant coming off that Achilles, but I don't know. For some reason, I trust it less. <laughs> the problem, the, yeah, the problem is like, if you think about Philly and, and, and uh, the Nets, who guards Embiid is a serious problem, but yep. who guards, who guards Durant? It's like, okay, Simmons guards Durant. Okay. Well then who guards James Harden? Yeah. Like, okay. Right? So okay. So you got you got to put you got to okay. You got to put Tobias Harris on James Harden. Okay. No. Or t- Tibble. Tibble. Yeah. Put Tibble. You can put Tibble. Yeah. So then you got who Garden Kyrie then? Yeah. <laughs> Seth Curry. You know what? I don't think you. I don't think you want to put uh, Tobias Harris on 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 Kyrie. It's just it's a mismatch problem. It's just yep. it's gonna it's it, it's an interesting it's a, it'd be a chess match, and I honestly. Would, I would give the coaching matchup there to Doc. I feel like Doc would might be able to solve that puzzle better. I don't know, but see, Nash is there, but Nash has D'Antoni on the bench. Not that D'Antoni is a defensive wizard or anything, but... No, but, <laughs> but the thing is that the Nets need to be below average defensively to win. That's the thing. Because, <laughs> like, right, right. Like, if you score 120 on them, that's fine. They're going to score 135. Yeah, right? <laughs> Oh, you know what I just thought about? Atlanta fired their coach this week. They should call D'Antoni. They should. They should see if D'Antoni's interested. That would be like D'Antoni and Trey Young would get along very well. I think that'd be great. I think that would work really, really well. They might not. They probably won't win a title. (laughs) No, but they'd have. I think they'd have some fun second round exits. Yeah, it'd be fun. Watching them lose to Boston in the second round. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to give you another one. Um, oh, this will be a fun one. This is fun for you. I will, another quarterback. Who would you rather, Brandon? Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> or, you're already laughing. You're already laughing. Yeah, already. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill? Oh, ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I can't take the field, right? I can't say I'll take no, the field. no. Not giving you the field. <laughs> you got to okay. pick one of those two. 
Um, like, can I get can I get the first pick again? I'll take the first pick. <laughs> yeah. I'll t- shoot, I'll take the, the first pick of the second round. Can I do that? Um <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's 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 close out close out the Tannehill hate. Let's try to try to let it go. Let go of the let's Tannehill the, hate. A little um, objective. Tannehill is three years older than Garoppolo, but he's also been healthier, but they both had lots yep. of injury issues. They have. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm going to take Jimmy G. And the reason why is because I, I, I still, despite Ryan Tannehill's resurgence and despite the talent that he brings to the game in a dual threat capacity, which I do think gives him a leg up on Jimmy G. Like, like Tannehill can take off and run with it in a way that Jimmy can't. Um, I think the Titans are much worse without Derrick Henry. And I think that mm. Jimmy Garoppolo can kind of gut you out a win. I think he can. I, I don't really like either one of these quarterbacks. Uh, not a lot anyway. Um, I don't hate them, but I, I don't really like either one of them. But I, I do think that Jimmy has elevated teams more than Ryan Tannehill has. I think Ryan Tannehill has, has been much more a product of what's around him than Jimmy has, at least to some extent. And, and you could probably spout out a bunch of things that will completely negate what I just said, but yeah. um, I think that's what I do. Buy a hair. Buy a hair, I think, Jimmy G. So here, I thought about this a, a, a quite a bit. So here's, my, here's how I came to the conclusion that I did. Who do you think has the highest ceiling and who do you think has the lowest floor between those two? And I think the answer to both of those questions is Jimmy G. <laughs> really? See, I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't think Tannehill is developing anymore. And, and Jimmy is 29, right? So I don't know that he's got much room to develop either. But at least oh, is Jimmy, he that he can, old? Oh, that's yeah. a lot older than I thought. I thought he well, was he younger was, than that. He was drafted in 2014. Like, he's been... He's been a 49er for over three years now, uh, you know, because remember he had like a season. He, he got there midseason and then he yeah. the next season was wiped out by injury mostly that he was healthy the Super Bowl year. And then last season was just about wiped out by injury. So there's. Uh, so he's he's been around a while and he was in New England for a while before he got to San Francisco. So he's been around. Right. Uh, the thing is, I, Tannehill, I think he is who he is and the flaws in his game are significant. And I just don't see Tannehill leading a comeback in, in the playoffs. I just don't see that happening. Um, I think that I think that Tannehill benefits greatly from the system he's in and the 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 run based attack that he's got right whereas i i've seen jimmy gut out some wins in the fourth quarter i've seen jimmy turn it on and and put a and and go toe-to-toe with drew Brees. uh you know good time good drew Brees, and 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 some of those uh some of those you know higher more prolific passers i've seen jimmy g do it and so i'm more convinced that he has somewhere to grow whereas i i think tannehill is only going downhill from here I think it's fair. You know what I also will say? I'm going to be very fair for a moment. I'm okay. Gonna be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... You might think this is unfair, but I think that we are... I think we're harder on Ryan Tannehill than we are on, like, Lamar Jackson. That's true. I think that's true. I, I, like, I, I, come, I come with Tannehill baggage. Like, I admit, I try really hard to be objective, and, and I, don't, I don't actually hate Tannehill. Like... 
like he he doesn't seem like the most likable dude but like he's obviously doesn't seem like a criminal or anything like that and he hasn't been awful in his career right um i don't like Tannehill because he was a top 10 pick i didn't i thought it looked like an overvalued spot anyway like he didn't look like a top 10 pick to me he was a project he came in um, didn't play well most of his career for the Dolphins, had his moments. And then um, there were certain things in his game that would just be irritating as a fan to watch. But I, I, I admit I have baggage that I bring to the table because he was a Dolphin, because he was, uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a bust um, based on his draft status uh, for the Dolphins. So that that's that's my baggage that I bring to the table. Whereas I don't have any of that with Lamar Jackson, right? I just, I loved him coming out. Yeah. I was excited when he got there. Um, now to be fair to us though, Lamar Jackson has been a lot better in his three years in the league than Ryan yeah. Tannehill has ever been in his career. So absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I think I picked Tannehill. Between now, and it's two. fair. It's fair. These two are really and close, right? I, I picked again, this is, you know, the Alex Smith argument. Like we're not, I'm not saying I think Tannehill wins you a Super Bowl, but I just, I don't know what peak Jimmy Garoppolo is. And I also don't know if we ever see peak Jimmy Garoppolo. Very you know possible. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, also, I mean, but then I, the guy was leading in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. It's hard to just say you can't win with him. Right. Because yeah, like, right? <laughs> they, they were, they almost won the Super Bowl with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whereas whereas T- Tannehill, they've made what they, they made a championship game, right? Didn't they make the they made the AFC made championship the, game two years ago and lost yeah, to the Chiefs? And is lost that right? To the Chiefs, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I I can't really fault. I can't say Jimmy's made it further than Tannehill when they lost to the same year to the same team in the playoffs. You in know the what same I mean? year, they're, they're, yeah. They're one year of of playoff <laughs> success. Like I can't I can't be like, well, Jimmy made it to the Super Bowl when he lost to the same team, but yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, so I'll call that a wash. I'll call it a wash. (laughs) I think this is close. This is a close one. You lean Jimmy G, which I think is fine. I lean lean Tannehill, which I also think is fine. But again, I I still think Tennessee Titans fans need to just brace themselves for the Tannehill game because it's (laughs) absolutely coming. I don't, you don't know when it's going to come. Might be this season, might be next season, but it's coming and it's going to be, it's going to be. Uh, an epic one. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's gonna be like there's there's gonna be a time, and whether it's this season or next season, like you said, there's gonna be a time where the fans start going, "Whoa, Ryan Tannehill is not the long term answer here." <laughs> yeah, but we'll see, we'll see, and it might be, you know, sadly, Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry. He's one of my favorite players in football to watch right now. Running backs break down, and he's a big guy, and he takes big hits, and. Just came off two thousand yards, and I uh, just watch. Wait, watch you know, that. wait, wait, hold that thought because we'll get to that one next. Don't, okay. don't, 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 don't dive into that too quickly. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. All right, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you uh, another caveat on this one. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm no, I'm not. I'm not gonna give you a caveat on this one. Yeah. Um, no caveats. Let's do it. I was, I was gonna do it, but that's not fair. You're not giving me caveats, right? So, um, I've got I, one. All right, these are uh, both 26-year-old year old players. Um, actually, uh, one is going to be 27 in, in two weeks. But uh, in my opinion, the two best bigs in the game, Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? Jokic. That's not, that's not hard. That's not hard? Okay, is it the injury? Because yeah. the caveat I was going to say is both of them are going to be healthy for the same amount of time, is what I was going to say. Oh, 
Yeah, even then, I still take Jokic. Jokic is just more skilled. He just does more. Yeah, just does more. Embiid's probably a better defender, but Embiid doesn't. The problem, the problem with Joel Embiid has always been that he's just he seems content with the player that he is. Did not to say that's a bad thing, but to just say that I've never seen like we just we don't see videos in the offseason of him working on anything. You know what sure. I mean? <laughs> like, like it, sure. it just kind of, it just, it just kind of seems like Embiid is just like naturally gifted in a way that doesn't require him to do a lot. Yeah, like Shaq, very much like what Shaq was. Like, like Shaq sure. was like, I'm just bigger and stronger than everyone else. It doesn't matter if you if you work on your turnaround jumper all summer, you can't stop me. And that's just kind of what Embiid is. Embiid is more skilled than Shaq was, obviously. Um, as far as he can shoot and pass and do all those things, but Jokic is just a different monster, man. Like I don't yeah. even, I don't even know, I don't even know what the even what Jokic even is. Like I don't, like he's like he's really like a, a modern version of Arvita Sabonis. Like seriously, like yeah. he's just like just I, you watch Jokic and you're just like I don't even I don't understand what I'm seeing. Like you're like seven feet tall. And you just threw a behind-the-back pass to a wide-open cutter to the basket. Like, what is happening? Like, it's like, silly. <laughs> it's silly. He's so like, good. I don't, I don't understand what. And then the next play, you back off of him because you don't want him to make that pass again, and he just drains a thirty-footer. Just like what? Like, like, like what? What do I? What? How do I guard this? Yeah, He's I would, so good. if I'm picking, if I'm picking between those two, I take Jokic. I think Embiid. I, I I would I say that to say I still would pick Embiid for MVP this year right now. But Jokic is he's Jokic is incredible. Yeah, Jokic is my MVP. But based on team record, like it's hard to argue with Embiid. It really is. Um, I it, it, MVP. I don't care about MVP honestly because it, the, the writers are going to vote for. I'm telling you, man. I I still maintain Luca's going to win MVP. If that team, if that team, if that team makes it into the, if they end up with a top four seed in the in the West, Luca's winning MVP. They want Luca to have it. Yeah, the league definitely <laughs> wants it. They definitely want it. <laughs> they want Luca to have it. Yeah. And, and but I, I it, for me, MVP is between Jokic, LeBron, and uh, Embiid. And I would put the next category down: uh, Harden and Dame. I think those are the five. Although Portland's fallen off a little bit, they lost four in a row. But still, the fact that that team is even where they even in the conversation with all their injuries is all on Dame. Yeah, yeah, Dame's been Dame's been fantastic. He deserves to at least be in the conversation. But you're right; like he, he's that next tier. I hate that you didn't get to watch them play against Portland. Watch uh, Charlotte play Portland the other night. Yeah, I because I wanted I wanted you, just, I, wanted I, just, you to... I just straight up forgot to record it. I'm so bad at myself. <laughs> I wanted you to see. Uh, to see uh, the greatest player of all time, LaMelo Ball. Yeah, I was. I sat down to watch it, man, and turned on the TV and like went to my recordings and went, no. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no. no. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's my turn. Yeah. So let's go with the conversation that we were about to have. I want to get right back into. Um, sure. Derek Henry. Or Saquon Barkley. Ooh, see, that's that's tough. 
because of the injuries, right? Like Saquon's because coming of off injuries. two two yeah. injured seasons. So that makes it really hard. Um also, I would just like to say Derrick Henry has had over 300 carries the last two seasons. That's my and worry 20, with Derrick Henry. And he's 20, right? he's 28, 27. He's 27. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's incredible and I and I love him. Um Barkley you get you get the immense pass catching ability, right? He's 3 years younger. But coming off a knee, ugh, you know, one season I take Derrick Henry, um, but the rest of the career, I'm going to hedge that Henry has like two good years yet left, and I'm going to hedge that Barkley can get, can get back and, and be healthy and, 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 and get back to who he was as a rookie and, and even who he was second half of, of his second year in the league. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hedge with Barkley just because he's younger and more versatile. And I tend to go with younger and more versatile when I'm looking at running backs, but boy, again, one game, one season, I'm taking Henry like, like 10 times out of 10. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think the quick, the correct answer is Barkley Be- yeah. because of younger, the injury stuff is very worrisome. Yeah. Very, very worrisome with the injury stuff. But here's, here's the thing. We've, we've seen this a hundred times, right? We've seen these guys that are top-notch dominating running backs, and then they aren't. Yep. We've just, it, it's just how it works. I, this is not anything to say against Derrick Henry, uh, but it's just, it's just the, the, the way it goes. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was one of the best running backs in the league, and then he wasn't. Yep. It just, it just, I don't know. And, and, it's just and the, it happens it's just quick with running position. backs. It, it, happens it happens quick really with quick backs. with running backs. It happens really quick. We may never see top-notch Todd, uh, not, not Todd Gurley, uh, Saquon Barkley again. He, the injuries may just be too much. But I'm willing to bet on that than I am that Derrick Henry does this for four more years. I just don't see that. Yeah. And I, I also think, I, think I just have, I have like two years tops on Derrick Henry. That's maybe. what I have. It's just and, a, it's a I, lot of carries. It. So. It's a lot of carries. He's asked to do so much on that offense. And I'm telling you right now, if when we see bad Tannehill is when we see Derrick Henry take a step back. Yeah, absolutely. When, whenever, I, I, I agree. Whenever, when, when we're asked to see, when Tannehill's being asked to do more, I think you're going to see a lot of some of those bad tendencies you saw from him in Miami. Yeah, uh, Henry's Henry's a good comfort blanket. You can give it to that guy; he can rush for 150 yards a game. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a a really good thing for a quarterback to have. Yeah, he he has averaged over five years per over five yards per carry the last two seasons while carrying the ball over 300 yards or over 300 times. That's crazy. Each, that's, that's crazy. Silly. That's silly. <laughs> 378 carries last year, 5.4 yards per carry. That is ridiculous that's one of the most <laughs> impressive seasons i've ever seen by running that's back it's incredible crazy it's impossible it's, there's no way he keeps that pace up he just he can't he physically can't <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh, i i take Lord. barkley with a very heavy heart uh just projecting that he'll get past this injury thing and bring the versatility and give me a couple more years of elite play than henry does that's what i'm saying but yeah boy that's tough that's a tough one so um, let's lightning. Um, I've got I've got uh, two more for you. Let's lightning them real quick, okay? Because we we're yeah, almost do, out yeah. of time. Okay. Yep. We'll so uh, okay. So uh, do you want these are two uh, point guards? Both are really good. 
um, but not necessarily as good as as um, maybe their teams want them to be at this point. Um, do you want Jamal Murray or do you want De'Aaron Fox? This is interesting. You know, I was watching the Kings play the Hornets the other night. And I was specifically watching De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald because I was like, how, I've not watched a lot of Kings. How does Tyrese Halliburton fit in this rotation? Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like it should work. And obviously it isn't. They're not winning. (laughs) But so the question would be, who do you trade if you're Sacramento? And I was, and I came to the conclusion: you trade them both. <laughs> Why not trade them both and then just build around Halliburton, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. De'Aaron Fox is really good. It's easy to t- to overlook him because he hasn't won anything, and a, and again, not his fault. That situ- the, you know, Sacramento is Sacramento. Um, Jamal Murray, another one of these guys we need to have a national conversation about. Very yeah, much like a Ryan, Tan- a Ryan Tannehill situation. Is he as good as he seems because of all the attention that Jokic draws? And so many teams are working on Jokic, are worried about Jokic, that it's okay for Jamal Murray to step in, pick his games, go off for 50 points here and there. And then he'll just disappear for like three weeks. And, yeah. like, and, it's, just, and, and it's like, he'll, like he'll, be, he'll get 18 points a game, 20 points a game. Doesn't seem to really impact the, his team in any other way. And then he'll go off for 50 points and he's all over ESPN and SportsCenter, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like both of them are kind of similar players. Like if you switch them, are, is either team any different? I don't think they are. <laughs> yeah, I w- you know, Fox is the better passer, um, and I would say like a better pure scorer, although he's not as efficient as Murray is statistically. Uh, the only really glaring thing that I hate about Fox is he just can't shoot free throws. But outside of that, <laughs> he gets to the line yeah. six and a half times a game and can't make them. So, um, oh my god, that the end of that Kings game, they missed six free throws in the last minute of the game and lost yeah. the game by one point. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he he's a point he's a point guard in this league shooting seventy one percent for his career from the free throw line. Like that's that's, that's not bad. Good. That's not good. I would um, I but, would I, I would say Murray. Yeah, that makes I, sense. Begrudgingly, I I don't I don't I both like and don't like both players. I feel like I would like Fox better in another situation. I want Darren Fox in New Orleans. That's where I want Darren Fox. Ooh, I like that. That's kind of spicy. I like that. I don't know why, I don't know how you get there, but I, I I think that just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm gonna give you a a joke one, and then I'll give you a real one. Um, okay. <laughs> the joke one that I have: Would you rather have uh, Quentin Aaron? Quentin Aaron is the actor that played Michael Orr in the in the Blind Side. You ah, get the okay. actual actor. You get the actual <laughs> actor. You don't get Michael Orr. You get the okay. actor. <laughs> or Mike Remmers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Do I have to put them on the blind side? And is it the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, it is in the Super Bowl. And Von Miller's on the other side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, the actor. Give me the actor. Give me the actor. <laughs> Uh, that's a play with that wasn't real. 
all right, I'm gonna give you this. We're running out of time. I'm gonna give you a, a my sign truck, my sign trade cut. These are three okay. players. One of them you got. You got to sign one of them. You got to trade one of them. You got to cut one of them. Okay. This, I should have I should have asked this one earlier because these are three players that I really wanted to talk about. Because um, <laughs> I think I think all three of these players are interesting going into the next season. Julio Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Michael Thomas. Ooh. You got to sign one. You got to sign one. You got to cut one, and you got to trade one. And by Ooh. sign, I mean you're signing them to a deal that would be appropriate for them, right? Like, you sure. Know, not saying you have to sign a max to a max deal. You have to sign them to a deal that's appropriate for them. Okay. Uh, let me let me sign Michael Thomas. Mm. Because I I feel like one year is too soon to be like, oh, we're done with Michael Thomas. A year ago, we were like, is he the best receiver in football? That's- like. It's right. I feel like we jumped off that bandwagon way too quickly. Yeah, it went he from was, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league to is he going to come back next year? It's like, yeah, right? Like, you, yeah. he's still coming back, right? He, he's really young. He's really good. Um, people say, is he just a slot receiver? You can say the same thing about Juju. And I love Juju. That's not me hating. I, I like all these players. Um, but, you know, he was hurt. And then he was uh, had some gripes, and uh, Drew Brees was not Drew Brees, and Taysom Hill was not Drew Brees, and I, you know, I, I'm just not gonna kill him for last year. Like I feel like I feel like you sign him, you bring you bring him in, you you commit to him, and I think he's gonna get back to being that wide receiver one that we know and love. Like that's what I think about Michael Thomas. Uh, Julio Jones, if he was, if this was, you know, 10 years ago, I'd sign him in a heartbeat. Five years ago, I might sign him in a heartbeat. Looked like he was starting to really fade last year. So I'm going to cut him just because, Mm. uh, just because of age. That's it. I love Julio Jones, but just because of age. And then I'll trade uh, Juju. I'm not sure what I'd get back for Juju. Uh, Juju, if any of these players is a system player and just a slot receiver, it's Juju. If any of them is. I want to say this. Let's say, I, look, can I just say this about Juju Smith-Schuster? I like sure. Juju. I like him too. Rookie year, rookie year, he had, he caught 58 balls for 917 yards. Yep. Now, 2018, he had 111 catches for 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. Great season. Yeah. And we're Great all season. like, okay, here we go. Juju. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the next one. La- the next season, 2019, 42 catches, 500 yards. Want to throw that yep. one out? That's fine. We could throw that season out. Um, last season, ninety-seven catches for eight hundred thirty-one yards, nine touchdowns though. But again, now that that was the Yosemite Rudolph season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's what I said. You could throw that one out. You could throw that season out if you want. Yeah. Um, but last year, still not quite what we thought was going to be. He's going to get yeah. all the money, right? Someone's paying him, right? Yeah, he's he's going to get paid. I, and I hope he goes to a situation where he can play the slot and he can play with other talent and not be, hey, you're going to save this team. Like, I'd love to see him in Detroit opposite Kenny Galladay with Kenny Galladay on the franchise tag and Jared Goff throwing to both of them. I feel like that's a that good situation sense. for Juju. I know that it's weird to say Detroit's a good spot, but... Um, or that Green Bay. Sense, though. You know. Oh. Ooh. Oh my God! Put him across. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, you you have him play. You know, you put Alan Lazard outside. You you leave him outside. Devontae Adams outside, and then you have Juju play that old Randall Cobb role. Like I think Juju explodes in that offense in that role. So I think that that makes more sense than Detroit. I love that. Yeah, I don't think Green Bay will pay him. Like I think you, I think you might see Green Bay. Like the the, the perfect fit as far as like uh, low cost and high upside is either D.D. Westbrook or Curtis Samuel in Green Bay. Like both those players make a lot of sense in Green Bay to fill that Randall yeah. Cobb role and to kind of round out that offense. People are gonna laugh at D.D. Westbrook. But Westbrook says seventy balls two years in a row, like from the slot. He's he's got some drops and he's got some off field stuff, but like he is the. Uh, will cost zero dollars for Green Bay. Yeah. Will cost nothing to get him. And Green Bay, like to me, that that's a fit because uh, they like to go after guys that don't cost anything and turn them into somebody in free agency. Like they did it with Devin Funches. I, Funches opted out and didn't play for them, but he was a target yeah. for them last year. So I feel like somebody like D.D. Westbrook might be more more the team's style as far as who they go after in free agents. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get, get on. Curtis no, Samuel, no, good. That's fine. Good, good, good. That's all good. That's all good. Stuff. Yeah. But I hope he doesn't land on a team where he's going to need to be the number. Like, I hope Miami doesn't open the pocketbooks and sign Juju Smith-Schuster because I just, as much as I like him, oh, I man. don't think oh, that's man. putting him in a position to succeed. That's, that's, that's almost certainly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you, you know what I think the Dolphins do? Everybody talking to Sean Watson and Juju Smith-Schuster and big free agents and all that stuff. You know what I think the Dolphins do? I think they draft. I think they draft well. I think they draft receivers. I think they keep Tua, and I think they sign Aaron Jones. That's what I think they do. Ooh, Aaron Jones. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, all the reports say they want to go after a lead back. Aaron Jones is a versatile player. Uh, would would complement that team really well. Um, is used to being part of a one-two punch, but being the lead guy, uh, you, you have to pay running backs, but you don't have to pay them like you have to pay pass rushers. So I, I think... I, I think that just makes sense. I think that's I, and I don't I don't love the money. I don't love paying running backs, but it just it just sounds like that's what Miami's going to do. Sounds like there's some mutual interest there. So if I'm making predictions on what Miami does this offseason with all the big things happening, like Aaron Jones is the one that I go. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's going to happen. I can see that. I hadn't thought of that, but I can see that. That's what I think. <laughs> All right, so um, we have one more. Or are we done? Yeah, let's let's call it. Let's call it because it's okay, we're in a, we're 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 over an hour. I think we're good. We hit everything <laughs> that we wanted to hit. Um, yeah. Or let's let, let's I, let, yeah. I I just I just wanted one more thing. Um, we'll we'll do this real quick. Uh, DeAndre Ayton or Zion Williamson? Uh, Zion. Zion. Yeah. Is it is it just the ceiling <laughs> and all that? It just seems like Ayton's rounding into form and all that. So I thought that might be harder than it seemed. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still not confident what Zion is, but especially over the last week, Zion might be everything he, he was promised to be. Okay, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah, Just a little temperature check on Zion. It's still Zion. It's Zion. Zion sure. is, like, very much like we were talking about, like, with Shaq, where it's like he's one of these kind of guys in Embiid where it's like his physical gifts might be enough to make him good and i was like i'm never i'm not confident if he's ever going to be a good basketball player turns out that might not even be a concern like zion could just run through people <laughs> yeah i i am definitely i like zion i am definitely worried that when his 
raw athleticism goes, he's going to be oh, yeah. awful. <laughs> useless. Absolutely useless. It's going to yeah. be Blake it's going to be like Blake Griffin. Although Blake Griffin did transform into a usable player he, after he, he, he had transformed lost some game. of his Yep. After he, he had lost some of his game. some of his pop. Well, I don't know that Zion's going to be able to Zion is literally like a, a pit bull at a dog park. Like he's just <laughs> running. Just <laughs> But he's crazy athletic, and he's just like he can jump over anyone. And it's, his second jump is mo- is higher than guys most most guys first jump. Zion's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, okay, all right. Well, uh, that's it. any final thoughts before we go. Nah, man, I'm good to go. I'm excited. Uh, me too. Sports man. is awesome. Uh- all right, so uh, let me just mention it really helps us out if you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher. Check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at twoguysdwayne and at twoguysbrandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme wrap and then we dish it. Yo, close. your attention's on the fire. Because on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Ready to ill, ready to get it, ready to kill, ready to ill, ready to kill, yeah. I'm like a giant, 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 I'm